My own schedule is pretty clear-cut. Mornings belong to whatever is new, the current composition. Afternoons are for naps and letters. Evenings are for reading, family, Red Sox games on TV, and any revisions that just cannot wait. Stephen King. I'm Curtis. My pal over there is Joe. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Joe. What's going on, my friend? It's been a busy day. It's been a snowy day here in Connecticut. Over 15 inches we measured on my deck. Holy smoke. Are you kidding? <laughs> we got some flurries down here, but in Cincinnati. But uh, yeah, nowhere near that. That's unbelievable. It's late in the winter, but we didn't get a lot of snow this year. This time we got walloped and it's wet too. It was really hard to get off the driveway. I made two passes. Yeah, I had a, you know I did my morning routine this morning. Did some podcast editing, prepared for the show, plowed the driveway, worked, plowed the driveway again, did some more preparing. So here we go. You need Folding. to take some advice from Stephen King, my friend. <laughs> huh? I like that. We're going to talk about this in this third part of our series on intentional living, Joe. Looking at the One Thing book, Gary Keller, that I started a couple episodes ago. Yeah, we did. Uh, we started off with Gary Keller. I did uh, Greg McGowan's Essentialism, and we're back to uh, the one thing with uh, Gary Keller. You know, Stephen King is an interesting guy. Uh, he is, I mean, he writes all the time. He writes every day. The whole lesson be about his life is practice, practice, practice. I mean, he's he's written some amazing novels, and he's written some dogs, but he continues to just write every day. Really an interesting guy. And if you want to be scared, if you want to be scared, the best television commercial I've seen for a scary movie is Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Stephen, look it up on YouTube. Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive commercial. He starts to, to describe the describe the movie and the scenes stop and he points at the camera and he says, I'm going to scare the beep. Out of you, <laughs> and I'm he's like, creepy looking. Too. Oh, he's creepy looking. What a great commercial! I'm gonna have to go back and look at that tonight. <laughs> look it up, YouTube. Stephen <laughs> King Maximum Overdrive commercial. Back in I don't know the 80s or something. Well, he certainly mastered his craft, and that's something we'll be talking about in this episode. We'll also go through. We got a 30 day challenge on minimalism. We'll check in on that. We got our quotes for our day and our. Resource of the week. And I'm going to finish up, Joe, with this one thing book. I did first two sections on the couple episodes ago. I'm going to talk about the third section. I'm plucking out some of my favorite parts of this book from each chapter. This section is called Extraordinary Results. That quote actually came from the book, too, that was in talking about mastery of your craft. All right. This chapter starts off. It's called Live With Purpose. Happiness happens on the way to fulfillment. Dr. Martin Seligman, past president of American Psychological Association, believes there are five factors that contribute to our happiness. Positive emotion and pleasure, achievement, 
Relationships, engagement, and meaning. Of these, he believes engagement and meaning are the most important, which is kind of interesting because we spent a lot of time saying how happiness is determined by your relationships. So this chapter is on living with purpose, and those are five factors that contribute to our happiness. He says, pick a direction, start marching down the path, and see how you like it. Time brings clarity if you find you don't like it. You can always change your mind. It's your life. Have you ever changed your mind, Joe, in a path you were going down? I I have changed my mind. I've changed my (laughs) jobs. I've changed my careers. I've changed my direction. The only thing I haven't changed is my wife and kids (laughs) in my life. Uh, I've changed my weight. I've changed everything in my life. I've changed my homes. I've changed everything. I've changed different directions so many times that I'm a big circle right now. (laughs) And, uh, I think, I think the thing that, that resonates with me about what you just said is engagement and meaning that we have to be active participants in life. And that, that's what I take about when, it, when, when he says engagement, we have to be active participants in life and we have to have a focus. We have to have a meaning. We have to have something that we are striving for, not necessarily a specific goal, but a value and intention. Uh, when it comes to life's path, uh, one of my favorite quotes, and I, I've probably said it here before and I'll say it again, is go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you'll see further. Yeah. I told you I've read some books from this author who was featured in The Secret. I think we'll talk about the law of attraction at some point. We have different commentary on that. I don't know if I buy in. We certainly have a different opinion on the on on that concept. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not that far off from you. I now the, the author's name. Oh, Mike Dooley is the name of the author who I have read most of his books. And I took a course beginning of the year on on his take on this. And it was a lot similar to this one thing. But he talks about when he was really struggling, he was down and out. And he he thought of three paths to go down. And they all kind of sucked, <laughs> was his words for it. <laughs> but he said, you know what I did? I I picked the least sucky and went down that path. And you never know when you're knocking on a door, what other door might open. That's why I like this quote he had, pick a direction, start marching down the path, see how you like it. You never know when you take action, I think is the most important thing. It makes you feel better. At least you're doing something. I had a same, I was trying to think last episode. I think I gave one of my dad's do something, even if it's wrong. Yeah. Even if it's wrong, you sent, you sent it to me. Even if it's wrong, do something. Or even if, but I, I heard it, and I, I wish I could remember who who said this. I'll, I might look it up, and and we'll put it in the post show. But he said, whatever whoever said this quote said, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying. Yeah, for sure. Next chapter is live by priority. There can only be one. The most important priority is the one thing you can do right now. That will help you achieve what matters most to you. You may have many priorities. He puts that in quotes. 
But dig deep and you'll discover there is always one that matters most. Your top priority, your one thing. That's an interesting word, priority. Because the word priorities, the plural of priority, is a new concept. It used to be priority. The word priority meant one, not priorities. You couldn't have the concept of of multiple priorities is a new concept. It's a new idea. It the the word priority, and I don't know the root word and the what do they call it, hermeneutics behind it or whatever it might be, but hermeneutics or you can laugh at me if I'm mispronouncing <laughs> it, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, the word priority used to mean just one thing, your single priority. There were the the again, the concept of priorities plural is a relatively new concept. Mm. That doesn't surprise me, Joe. We're all trying to do too many things, and it's hard to. We talked about this. Focus mm-hmm. is better. I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget your your thoughts and your your comments about multitasking. Uh, I, I you did a whole opening on on just the word multitasking, and I think that's I, I don't remember what episode it was, but man, it's it's enlightening. It's enlightening. Mm-hmm. We we can't multitask. I did a good job this week. It's early in the week. Well, it was just yesterday. I have a couple of priorities on my work tasks, and I really focused, I really need to get one done by Wednesday. So I only had a couple days. I had to focus on it, get it done. It felt really good to move it off the to-do list into the done column Mm -hmm. this morning with my team. We review our, our tasks every day, every morning, and it always feels good when you're moving. You really dig in and get that one done, focus on it, and get it done. Live for productivity. The highly productive person's daily energy plan. We love lists. Here's five. Meditate and pray for spiritual energy. Eat right, exercise, and sleep sufficiently for physical energy. Except when your co-host calls you when you're getting ready for bed. and says, where's your file? At 8 o'clock at night? <laughs> what are you, 90? <laughs> Hey, I get up at four. Me too. (laughs) Hug, kiss, and laugh with loved ones for emotional energy. Set goals, plan, and calendar for mental energy. Time block your one thing for business energy. And we're going to talk about time blocking. That was why I used Stephen King's quote to start off the show, because I love his time blocking strategy. He said it very clearly, succinctly. All his morning time is devoted to writing his books. And the, I love this. I would love to do, I think I can do better at this at work, where I could set my meetings maybe more in the afternoon and set the morning time is my most productive time, without a doubt. I know some people argue and differ on that philosophy, but, and I think, you know, the, the morning routine book, I'm thinking of the Miracle Morning yeah, Hal, Hal Elrod. Yeah, he, he'll argue with you upside, one down, the other, morning time. If you're not a morning person, you should give it a try because that is a time where no one else is bothering me. I can get the most done. But I could do better time blocking at work so I could do all those emails and all those meetings in the afternoon and get all that time to really focus and be able to maximize my time, become a master at my craft. And that can be done in the morning. 
When it comes to a morning routine, I can say this. My most productive, effective, joyful, energetic, good days have all started with a good morning routine. Right. I'm changing it a little bit, Joe. It's interesting. We talked about meditation. Beginning of the year, I've included the meditation in my morning routine. It was one of the first things after making my coffee was to do my little mini barbell workout, my meditation. The only little twist, Joe, because of my, I've been feeling like I've been getting away from the prayer piece of that. And I'm adding some reading in a Christian book and some prayer Hmm. in into that instead of the like just meditation watching your breath kind of work and i think i'm i'm enjoying that so i'm doing a little tweaking of my morning routine right now and i'm enjoying that that's awesome so those are some good daily energy plans notice how he's saying he's helping our energy in all those areas spiritual physical emotional mental and business time blocking is an interesting concept Time block as early in your day as possible you can. Give yourself 30 minutes to an hour to take care of morning priorities. Then move to your one thing. My recommendation is to block four hours a day. This isn't a typo. He says, I repeat, four hours a day. Honestly, that's the minimum. If you can do more, then do it. And he, he talks, I, that quote I just took from Stephen King, I'll repeat it. He says, my own schedule is pretty clear cut. Mornings belong to whatever is new, the current composition. Afternoons are for naps and letters. Evenings are for reading, family, Red Sox games on TV, and any revisions that cannot wait. Basically, mornings are my prime writing time. Why don't you, why don't you quickly describe the concept of time blocking? I think with Stephen King's example there is perfect, where he's blocking out I would call that four hours. The whole morning he's spending on his one thing, which is writing. And that's writing his newest book. No wonder he's churning out new books all the time. Mm -hmm. He's got that habit. So he's blocked out that most productive time. He's not only made it a habit, he's probably let everybody know. (laughs) Don't even try to invade that time, that space right there. Right. He's I'm sure if he's working from home, which likely is the case, no one is to bother him in the morning time that his his time to be as productive as he can on his craft. But then he's got he knows all these other things after he's got some letters, maybe that's emails. Like I said, reading is, I'm sure, is really important to his craft, but he Mm -hmm. saves that for the evenings. He's got some. Fun time with his Red Sox games and some relaxing he does he he even throws in here he can throw in a revision here and there that can't wait that's like when again your podcast host calls up and says he needs the file because he's putting together next week's episode (laughs) that really can't wait that's dig number two (laughs) it's just an example come just just happen to come to mind yes no i'm glad you did that joe i'm not teasing at all i should have if I was time blocking properly, I would have had that done last over the weekend. So we're we're going to have a bit, a bit of a moment here, you and I, Kurt. Okay. When when do I typically send you my file? 
when we're when when we're done recording. When do I typically oh, send you the my hour. file? Within the hour of of being of of finishing recording, our recordings. Correct? Right. Okay. So Thank you. I, I expect it to be here on my desk tonight before I go to bed. Well, I just might wait till next Wednesday. <laughs> you know, the idea behind time blocking, uh, I love, uh, especially the most important, the most important things. I, I think you can over schedule time blocking, quite honestly, and eliminate some, eliminate some creative space. Uh, by be, by being too strict on it. Uh, but the idea of, of chunks of time that you completely focus on this one project, this one thing, whatever it might be, that when you do that, it allows for the rest of the time to be free yeah, and to be creative. You actually gain freedom by time blocking in this way. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if he gets into this, but I'm thinking you get into a groove. You start not only you know this is when you the time you're going to do it, but that's when you get the best flow, as they say. He says four hours a day may scare you more than King's novels, but you can't argue with his results. Stephen King is one of the most successful and prolific writers of our time. He says whenever I tell this story, there's always one person who says to me, "Well, sure, it's easy for Stephen King. He's Stephen King." Uh, you know, he hasn't I, always been Stephen King. <laughs> you know, how did he get to be Stephen King is the question, right? Right. Yeah, he says, I think the question you must ask yourself, does he get to do this because he is Stephen King or is he Stephen King because he does this? And he says that invariably stops the discussion cold. I, I know this is something I could do at work. And I don't know. I don't know if I need four hours. Let's say three. I mean, honestly, if you study productivity at work, how many people get four hours of real solid productive work? You know, Kurt, one problem that people run into, and you listening might run into this as well. Uh, I'm blessed, and Kurt, you're blessed, and many people are blessed to be in a work environment where they pretty much have complete autonomy over their time and how they use their time and what they do with their time as long as they get the job done. Many people aren't like that. Many people have much more stringent, structured schedules where they have to be online for a certain period of time, where they have to uh, clock in. I think the important thing to remember is the concept. Whatever time you have to your uh, your own liberty use that even oh, if it's five point. even if it's five minutes even if it's a half an hour you may need the time block your lunch hour to develop personally you may need the time block uh that uh that little sliver of 15 minutes that you have whatever you have at your liberty use that yeah and he's using this in the context of achieving one thing to experience extraordinary results, be a maker in the morning and a manager in the afternoon. Your goal is one and done. But if you don't time block each day to do your one thing, your one thing won't become a done thing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's a good quote. The people who achieve extraordinary results don't achieve them by working more hours. They achieve them by getting more done in the hours that they work. 
Yeah, last week, in fact, I, I shared as my uh, resource the Pomodoro method of scheduling. And that's where I schedule 50 minutes and then I take a 10-minute break. 50 minutes and then a 10-minute break. So that's not exactly time time blocking. It could be considered time blocking, but I I certainly find that when I do that, I am much more productive, much more productive. And I don't want to discount at all what you were saying. There are some jobs people do that is widgets moving widgets. And I've done those jobs. And I don't think, I think your goal might be in your one thing is to get another job. <laughs> and you Maybe. might be doing these things off the day job where your time, your, your one thing is time box to do, to do. It could be doing things at home too, when you're off work and you have things that you want to accomplish at home, just to f- focus on those things. That's exactly what I was going to say. You may love your job making widgets. You may love the idea of, of that, uh, of that process. Uh, and again, we don't want to discount that, do we? But if you do want to be more productive in your life in general, whatever time you have liberty over, use that time. Mm. You know, a program I really like is the the Gold Diggers. On Discovery, I don't know that you watch. You don't have cable, but there, there's a very young guy. He's about 28 years old. He's grown up in gold mining. He's mining in Alaska. He's got two projects going on at the same time, which isn't normal. And he's really getting stressed out by trying to go back and forth between the two instead of staying focused on that one. And he feels the pressure that he's got to have the next one scoped out before you know, that other one finishes up. So it's been an interesting dynamic watching that. And, you know, I was going to say too, we work in very creative work. I do. It's very complex tasks. And especially in this kind of work, the modern work that we do today, I think this time blocking is extremely important because people will come and take your time constantly if you are expert at something. I think I heard the term from David Allen from getting things done as a knowledge work. Right. That's knowledge work. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Three commitments. Pursue mastery because it bears gifts. More than anything else, expertise tracks with hours invested. Time on a task over time eventually beats talent every time. Yeah, I love this idea of mastering something. I may have talked about there was a period of my work where I was about six years ago where I was a jack-of-all-trades kind of job as a tech lead, not knowing the technology I was working with from day to day. And it really was not my thing. And then I really pursued getting back to a piece of technology that I could focus in and master and do this kind of four-hour blocks of and become an expert. I really do personally favor that for sure. You must continually seek the very best ways of doing things. That is so true. You must be held accountable to do everything you can to achieve your one thing. Seek coaches and mentors. Accountability. This is what we do, Kurt, right? We we yeah. mentor each other. We coach each other. We hold each other accountable. Uh, part of our Saturday uh, morning time together is just that. Mm. We're going to talk about that 30-day challenge. And we talked last week. I was struggling a little bit. I'm trying to do a little better. The accountability is definitely helping 
having something ready to talk about for the podcast each week yeah. is helping me to focus on that minimalism 30 day task for sure. I'm thinking about it all the time and I wouldn't be if it weren't for the podcast. Right. Four thieves, Joe, and you know this one, the first one very well. You talked about it last episode. Start saying no. You went into that pretty extensively. It's the most important thing that we can learn to do. Uh, if you've not mastered the ability to say no, however you say no, say no gracefully, say no directly, however you say no. If you've not mastered the ability to say no, that's a really good place to start. Mm. These are like four thieves that can get you off track from your one thing. Accept chaos. Some things will have to go to the back burner. That's a hard one. It is for me. Yeah. There's, you got to have a lot of balls in the air, but focusing on that one thing will really, you got to be confident that you're going to go faster and be more productive by getting one done at a time. Manage your energy. Don't sacrifice your health, Joe. You can't do everything. Again, that's why I like that Stephen King example. He's got watching baseball games and reading. And taking a nap. And he, a nap he time isn't... blocks taking a nap. This I love this guy. <laughs> right? I love a good nap, man. That's one of my great regrets of childhood <sighs> is how mean I was to nap time. I mean, if he writes an impactful – that's the other thing. The impact he's having, he'll write a book – and let's say, I don't know how long it takes him to write a book. He seems to churn them out pretty fast. But the impact of the time that he puts in, and of course, his expertise, are you going to care that he took a nap half the time he was working? You're not going to know. Nope. Take ownership of your environment. Surround yourself with people who support you. And also your physical environment. We've been talking about that with minimalism. Joe is a big fan of getting your physical environment in order, and I'm trying to do better. I'm not following his direction too good. I, I cleaned off my desk, but not my computer workspace. That's all right. <laughs> Progress, not perfection, right? <laughs> Thank you, Joe. A little grace from Joe. Last couple chapters, the journey. To get through the hardest journey, we need to only take one step at a time, but we must keep on stepping. This is a quote from a guy called Chinese Proverb. I've heard of him. <laughs> I think we've quoted him before. Yeah, we've quoted him before. <laughs> Makes some great cookies, too. He always puts a little message in his cookies. And... <laughs> really good fella. Uh, no matter how big you can think, when you know where you're going and work backwards to what you need to do to get there, you'll always discover it begins with going small. I thought you'd like that one, Joe. Tiny, tiny incremental steps, right? Harking yeah. back to... What was it, our first episode, our second episode, where we talked about habits, uh, tiny habits, atomic habits, uh, great book by James Clear, great book by J.B. Fogg uh, on habits, uh, tiny habits and atomic habits. It talks about those tiny little steps that lead to, that lead to uh, bigger successes. So the last chapter, just the review, Joe, you know, I, I told you I really liked this in the last chapter, he's got a bunch of questions which really lead to your one thing. Think about what's that one thing at work that could make me more productive? What's that one thing with my relationship that could make it take it to the next level? Think think of all those questions that you could ask in any area of your life. What's that one thing in my health that I could be doing right now to improve my health? 
take a look at any area and ask those questions. He's got some great examples in the book that I won't go over again, but I think that was really a big part that I liked of this book. He finishes off with this. The one thing forces you to think big. Work things through to create a list. Prioritize that list so that a geometric progression can happen. And then hammer away on the first thing. The one thing that starts your domino run. So be prepared to live a new life. And remember that the secret to extraordinary results is to ask a very big and specific question that leads you to one very small and tightly focused answer. Asking yourself this question, what is the one thing that I can do right now that by doing so will make everything else unnecessary or even be able even to eliminate it? I don't know how close I got on that. Yeah, you got, you're a good student, Joe. I don't know I'm how very close, proud yeah, of you. I, I don't know how close I got, but I've read the book, so uh, <laughs> I think I've read it and listened to it. That, that said, sometimes we can struggle with this. Let's be honest with each other, Kurt. Yeah. Sometimes we can struggle with the answer to that question because we don't know what is. I don't know what the one thing right now. I mean, even if you have worked backwards to to the major goal and then worked backwards to see what that tiny domino is that you can push. That one tiny domino. Sometimes we don't know the answer to that question. And I always like this question when I don't know the answer. If I don't know the answer, what if I did know? Then what would the answer be? Mm. What's my best guess? Yeah. If I were to be wrong, what would I be wrong about? What is the action that I could potentially be wrong taking? Mm -hmm. Just twist the answers around a little bit in your head. And whatever comes up, it doesn't matter. Take action on that. And then you'll, you'll, you'll see more clearly as you, as you, as you move forward, whether you're heading in the right direction or not, but you have to take the direction on toward that one thing, but you may not know what that, what, and I think we get hung up on this. We meaning me, because I, I have a leaning towards perfectionism, which doesn't mean everything in my life is perfect, but. I, I get hung up if it's not, if I don't think it's going to be perfect. Uh, uh, I have a leaning towards perfectionism, which will, which will par which will paralyze me. If I don't know the, if I don't think I know the exact answer to that question, the right answer that will lead me clearly in a straight linear path, I'll get locked up and not be able to answer the question. So if I did know what would be that one thing, what's my best guess towards that one thing? Even if I were wrong, what's what am I? What's the one thing that I could do right now? Because I think, as we've said, action is the most important thing. Yeah, I think taking action will help you get more clarity there. Well, let's see how Joe did because I do have that final question here in my comments. If you try to do everything, you could wind up with nothing. If you try to do just one thing, the right one thing, you could wind up with everything you ever wanted. The one thing is real. If you put it to work, it will work. So don't delay. Ask yourself the question, what's the one thing I can do right now to start using the one thing in my life such that by doing it, everything else will be easier or unnecessary? I think you were pretty close. That was close. That was close. <laughs> so, can you go back to that? Go back to that? Because I, I, might, I think I might want to make a commentary and maybe disagree a little bit. Go back to the part where he says, doing the right thing. If you do the right one thing. So you said something like that. 
If you try to do just one thing, the right one thing, you could wind up with everything you ever wanted. Okay, let's stop there. That word right is where somebody like me <laughs> gets hung up. Because I don't know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is the right one thing. And if it's not the right one thing, well, it's just an exercise in futility. Mm. And it's not. Even if it's not the right one thing, this is where I might disagree. Even if it's not the right thing exactly that will lead you down that linear path, take action. Correct as you go. Take action towards your right, towards your one thing. I just want to offer that little commentary because I can get hung up on that. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm being a little vulnerable here, Kurt, and I'm letting you know. Personally, I can get hung up on stuff like that when he says the right one thing. And I, and I all of a sudden think, oh, my gosh, what if it's not the right thing? That's why I like this quote that was early, very early in when I was picking out here. Pick a direction. Start marching down the path and see how you like it. Time brings clarity. And if you don't find you don't like it, you can always change your mind. It's your life. Yeah. I think the, pro the real problem is we don't focus on one thing. We just get distracted. distracted. We flake out. Doing we think many. we can do everything. Yeah. We don't, we don't say no enough. We let people make too many demands on our life. Well, there you go. That is my review of the one thing, Gary Keller. Thank you, Joe, for your commentary and getting Love me through that. that. Love that, it's a, Kurt. It's a good book. Thank well you, Well done. Well done. Did you have a win for the week? I do have a win for the week. I do have a win for the week. You know, we're in this 30-day minimalism challenge. Yes. And this past Sunday was day nine, a no digital day. And Kurt, do you mind if I call you out a little bit? Yeah, you can do that. You already did once. All right. I want to do it again because we're supposed to be going through this no digital day together, right? And it was this past Sunday, day nine, and <laughs> early in the morning- I got um, at Sunday at ten oh one. Ten oh one. I got a. I got a text from Kurt. Do the best you can with what you got. Another quote from my dad. Earlier, I got a, and we'll we'll talk about this here in a second. At eight oh four on Sunday, the no digital day, I got a text from Kurt that says, "We got an iTunes review." Now I didn't email. I didn't text Kurt back until the next day, Monday, yesterday. And I said, sorry, yesterday was the no digital day. <laughs> so my, my, my point is, my point is, and I'm, I'm, I'm being a little silly with you, Kurt. Uh, but that is my, that is my, my win for the week. That, that no digital day, I got, I got through it by about 75%. I answered the phone a couple times when my wife called and I did check an email. Uh, I would say I had to answer the phone when my wife called. I didn't have to check the email. And I, I gave myself a cutoff of seven o'clock that night after seven o'clock. I'm okay to go back to digital. Uh, but because that's, that's kind of where I prepare for my week the next week. Uh, at work, I kind of look at my schedule and see what's coming up. So I, I did give myself that seven o'clock forward grace, but for the most part, Kurt, wow. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I was almost rabid about it. Maybe not. That's not the right word, but I was very strict other than those couple times, uh, to the point where 
I didn't even ask Alexa anything. I didn't look at my my smartwatch. I didn't pick up my phone other than the times I just told you. No TV. I mean, it was really, it was refreshing. I even, I even went downstairs to see what time it was to look at our analog clock. Because I don't, we have, we have an analog clock hanging down, a couple hanging downstairs. So, uh, to, to, so I knew what time it was. I went downstairs and looked at our analog, analog clock. Well, it had the wrong time because the time changed. Yeah, the time did change. <laughs> but I knew the time changed, so I could do the math. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you, Joe. I read that one early in the morning on Sunday, and it said no computer, which I said, well, forget this because I got to edit my podcast and get it out. Right. So there was no way I could do a no digital. That's why you got the text. Yep. You you said, well, screw it. <laughs> I I'm can't not gonna, do that one. I'm, this is a failure day for me, so I'll just <laughs> ruin it in the, in the very first part. <laughs> Let's no, go down in flames. I, I'm uh, I, I was half I was half kidding, but the other half was serious. Right? When people say I'm half kidding, that means the other half they're serious. <laughs> but that was my win for the week. I know it's long winded, but a 30 day minimalism challenge on day nine was the no digital day, and I did pretty daggone good, and it felt good, Kurt. It really felt good. How about yours? What was your win for the week? Well, you know, I wanted to tell you, you remembered that one other quote my dad said. The one that I just said? Yeah. Do the best you can with what you got. <laughs> that was, see, there's my dad's advice for you, Joe, when you get hung up on what to do next. Yep. Yep. Do the best you can with what you got. Simple philosophy. Sage advice from a smart man. <laughs> Yeah, my win for the week, of course, we recorded Saturday, so we've only got a three-day week. <laughs> right. Great annual review I had last week, Joe. And I'm going to focus, my, my manager talked about a lot of praise for the internal blogging I'm doing, and I'm doing learning events, teaching others how to do some technical things. And the blogging piece, I made it a habit and something that was my one thing to be intentional about thinking of something during the week that I could share with others and put it in my blog. And because I built the blogging platform at work, I want to be a user of that platform. Yeah. And also I'm doing, I'll be doing another learning event this coming Friday. So anytime I see something that is a repeatable pattern that we're getting the same questions over and over again, we try to create these learning events and I'm doing that on my own. That's not something Although it's being a senior uh, level person in my group, I am expected to do these kinds of things. But he really called that up and said, keep doing a good job with that. So I like that feedback. Congratulations, man. Congratulations. Good. Yeah, I had a good year last year. And that's I know you're well-respected at your job. Fun. And I know, I know you're a, a, a significant contributor. And uh, it's good to be rewarded for that. Thank well you. Done. Well done, my friend. 30 day challenge. Well, you're just saying that, you know, I'm trying to do a little bit better. So again, we've only been, I, of course, Joe called me out for Sunday. I've, I've messed that up, but you know, one, I don't know that you had one there where it was to throw away broken, 10 broken items. Right. I struggled with the, I didn't have a lot of broken items. Maybe that's a good thing, but I've talked about my garage that I want to tackle and I've got a couple of like blue big large garbage cans that just hold like old sports equipment from the kids and a lots of rags there i went into one of these that's kind of in my way and i was able i only had about 15 20 minutes 
And I just, like three quarters of it, I put it in a garbage bag and I threw it in the garbage. Matter of fact, it's out on the curb right now. Nice. So I was, I was happy with that. And I'm, I'm really going to try to do better this week, Joe. I, I made a list of the 10 meals. This worked out pretty well for me because Sunday I was preparing for this big storm. We knew it was coming on Monday evening. I went over to, I don't know, around the country or the world. We have this BJ's warehouse that we do a lot of our shopping at. And I bought a bunch of things because who knows if we're going to have power and if <laughs> we could be out for a week the way they were talking about with this wet snow. I bought corned beef and cabbage and carrots because we got St. Patty's Day coming up. I got two big hunks of that. I got some hot dogs and hamburgs and chicken nuggets. So that's kind of be my diet for the next 10 days. Nice. Nice job. I, I love that idea of, of making 10 meals because it, it defeats it defeats the age-old question, what do you want for dinner? If you Agreed. have ten, if you have ten go-to meals that you know you that you know everybody in your family like, if it's just you and your wife, or just you, or whoever it might be in your in your circle, if you if you make ten meals that you know everybody likes, you just pick one of those ten. Keep life simple. Everything mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a a great work of art for every meal every day. Uh, just pick a ten simple meals. That you can pick from. That way, you can you always defeat that question. What do you want for dinner? Yeah. Do you have anything else on the thirty day challenge you wanted to comment on? Yeah. On on mine, when it comes to the thirty day challenge, I'm struggling too. This is much more difficult than I had anticipated. Uh, it's all about taking the time and focus, and this is a learning process for us. I think that I'm not sure we properly set this up, and really, I think we we. When we put this challenge together, we didn't realize that it would it would take some significant effort every single day to do this. And I'm struggling myself. There are some days I missed. I I I didn't I don't have a house plant that I could take care of. And Daniel Ginger, uh, maybe we mentioned I don't know if we mentioned this last time or not. In case we didn't, Daniel Daniel Ginger time chimed in and said, "Go to Walmart and save a house plant." Right? <laughs> I, right. And I think that's more Norma than Daniel, but uh, his wife, but. Any event, it's this is much more difficult than even I had anticipated. And you know where I, I was thinking about this because we had this conversation, I believe, on Saturday too. I already have my morning routine down. I've got th- this podcast, two other podcasts that I'm editing for. I've got the day job. Squeezing this in, even thirty minutes, is a challenge. It is. I was not anticipating that, Joe, at all. And I am definitely being more conscious with it, sneaking it in that morning time the best I can when I've done these successfully. It's interesting that trying to squeeze in another 30-minute thing could be as difficult as it is. So we'll continue to, both of us, do better on this challenge. But I definitely enjoy having this challenge. So as we're as we're recording this, right now we are on um, uh, we're on day eleven. That we just talked about the meals. Tomorrow is day twelve, Wednesday. A throwaway old chargers and cords. I this is the I hoard a few things. That one scares me. <laughs> I hoard a few things. I hoard 
empty boxes in case I need to return something, and I hoard old chargers and cords. So tomorrow is going to be a challenge for me. We'll see how that shakes out. As you're listening to this, it is very likely the 24th. So that would be a Friday. That's You're looking sometime after the 24th. So that, you're on day 21, and it is clean out one drawer of your chest of drawers. Uh, I, I think about that, and that should be pretty simple. Some of this I'm struggling with, Kurt, because I have done a lot of this already. I only have two chest of drawers that I use. They're, they're pretty minimized anyway, so I'm going to have to figure out a way to either replace that or minimize that even further. But just because it's difficult doesn't mean you can't participate at some level. You know, if you don't do 10 things, 10, if you didn't do uh, 10 meals, did you do five, three, whatever, whatever it takes, maybe you just need to throw away that one charger that you absolutely know you'll never use. Just throw that away. Get some momentum. It's all about the, the learning process. It's all about learning this process and learning that you have control over stuff. Yeah, and you posted this in our Facebook group too, and I had the same issue. You had to leave 15 minutes early for work, and we both work from home. <laughs> yeah, I worked from home that day. Yeah. <laughs> well, yep. One thing I did, and I was thinking of this consciously, that was the day I went to BJ's, I went to get gas. I, w- I did a bunch of preparing, almost an hour of preparing for the storm. So I'll count that as, you know, that was a good minimalism to p- be prepared for this storm. Well, day 15 is going to be rough for me, Kurt, because day 15 is a Saturday and it's clear kitchen countertops. Right now, I don't have a kitchen countertop because <laughs> I'm in a rebuild. It's cleared from the already. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully that will be rectified really soon. So I'm going to take a look at the Facebook group a little bit, Joe. I want you to get ready to talk about our first iTunes review. How about that? And I want to just say Kevin Curtis Allen sent me this today. And I posted into our Dudes in Progress community, Daily Dose of Kindness. You work eight hours to live four. You work six days to enjoy one. You work eight hours to eat in 15 minutes. You work eight hours of sleep for five. You work all year just to take a week or two of vacation. You work all your life to retire in old age and contemplate only your last breaths. Eventually, you realize that life is nothing but a parody of yourself practicing your own oblivion. We have become so accustomed to material and social slavery that we no longer see the chains. Life is a short journey, so live it. Kevin sent that to me. Amen. Amen. Kevin's good, Thanks, for, good for those for those feel good snippets. Yeah. I, I like to hear from Kevin Curtis Allen. He's really he's really good for those like I said, those feel good little stories. Like him a lot. Keep them keep them coming. Sunday you couldn't read our review because you were having a no digital day. Correct. But did you see we got an iTunes review? I saw that. And it was a good one. (laughs) Five stars. Why don't you read it to us? A mighty big gem of a show is the title. Thank you to the fabulous hosts, Kurt and Joe, for this wonderful learning and growing podcast. This podcast is a true gem and a gift to all who listen. Thank you for sharing your lives with us. Exclamation point from Blue Point 1776. And I'm not sure who that is, but I have a sneaky suspicion. Whoever it is, thank you, Blue Point 1776. We appreciate you. We love you. And we thank you for the review. If you want to leave an iTunes review or a review in any, any, of, the, any of the ways you listen to the show, 
we would certainly appreciate that. It puts gas in our tank and lets us know that you appreciate it. Uh, appreciate us and appreciate the show because we certainly appreciate you. Yeah, I love you going into our Facebook group and making comments. I appreciate that. Carrying on the conversation. Definitely. Did you have a resource for the week, Kurt? Yes. My resource for the week is Trello.com. This is a place we've talked about Kanban boards, making lists for projects. You can go right onto Trello.com. We've started one for dudes in progress. We've used it a little bit and it's a great place to make your lists and really prioritize your tasks into buckets and watch them do a little reading on count con board if you want to try that, but it's a graphical way, electronic way to track your projects. Trello.com. Yeah, I've used Trello. It's a fantastic resource. You introduced me to Trello and the, and I've played with it uh, a little bit here and there, and I can certainly see where it can make life, whatever life, your work life, your personal life. If you use it, it'll definitely make it easier. What's your resource? Mine is is a Google app called Google Keep. It's a free alternative to like uh, Evernote, OneNote, and other personal information and note capturing apps. Uh, I really like Google Keep because the interface is is clean. It's easy. It's quick. I'm I'm engaged and involved in the Google ecosphere. I guess you would call it, uh, as well as the Amazon ecosphere. But I am a Google guy. I'm an Android guy. Uh, I really like Google Keep a lot. You can take a picture. You can take a quick note on, note on it. You can schedule something with it. Uh, if you need to quickly capture uh, a note, write a note, capture a picture, put it in context, whatever it is, uh, you can capture everything right there in Google Keep. Get in there and, and, and download Google Keep and on your phone or uh, if you – I don't know if it's available for iPhones. If it's not, I'm sure they have something like Google Keep. But I like Google Keep a lot. I really do like Google Keep a lot, and it helps me kind of keep keep things on track. I know I've I know I've taken a picture of something, put it in Google Keep, and I know I can find it right there. And it does a really good job of OCR, uh, optical character recognition. If I've taken a picture of a sign, it'll be able to read that sign uh, and and make it searchable, even though it's a it, even though it's an image. I love these programs, Joe. I use, as you know, Evernote. I've been using Evernote for a long time for my podcast, especially. I put all of my podcast notes. I, it's really searchable, too. I'll have a thought, and everything I've ever written as a note or an agenda, notes for my podcast are right there at a search. So I love those kind of programs. Definitely good one, Joe. We tried that a little bit for our podcast. Yeah. Dudes in progress, too. Definitely. I didn't know about it, that one. I've used Evernote. I'm reading off Evernote right now for these notes. Now it's time, Joe, for your quote of the week. Mine comes from a well-respected, he's he's gone now, he's passed, but his son has written a couple of really good books. But when it comes to time management, when it comes to prioritizing your life, few authors are as respected as Stephen Covey. He wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, classic book from, I think it was the 80s, uh, and it seems it seems just as relevant now as it did as it did then. It's a meaty book, and it's not for the faint of heart, but really, I, I, would, I would invite you to, to check out Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. 
And from Stephen Covey, Covey comes this quote, the key is not to prioritize your schedule, but schedule your priorities. Perfect, Joe. Yeah. Well done. Yes. You know, I read that book, I think last year, yeah. which is interesting that I never, being a fan of these kinds of books, I had never really dug into it. And I read the whole thing last year. I I was telling you during our Saturday mornings, some of the gems I was finding there that surprised me. You're right. It's really technical. It's meaty. Some, some You're right. It's yeah. meaty and it's heavy. You told me that. But that's a great one. Schedule. Your the key priorities. is to not to prioritize your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. That is right on point for this week's episode. I yeah. tried to do the same on mine. Let's see how well I did, Joe. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. Ralph Waldo Emerson. That's beautiful. Yeah, that was that's beautiful. Thank you. That's that's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. The purpose of life is not to be happy. Interesting, uh, which is but, against what you th- would think, right? Well, we did a whole episode on on the key to happiness. Right. But think about this. If you if if you live a life that is useful, that is honorable, that is compassionate, and you're making a difference, I'll bet you're happy. Yeah, that's the paradox of that quote for sure you picked up on that well you're such a smart guy yeah i can i can have your day right the blind chicken finds the corn that's right on occasion that's right that's a connecticut quote right there a blind (laughs) blind squirrel finds an acorn a chicken (laughs) finds a corn come on (laughs) that's all we got for today joe why don't you take us out remember progress is better than perfection so this week just keep moving forward Joe, we're going to try to do better next time. All week, we're going to try to do better. I'm trying to do better. We got to get this 30-day challenge in a better shape than it was the past two weeks. Have a great week, guys. We'll all be fine. Take care.